2: What up Fightful friends and family, Shaquille Mahjoudi here for another edition of Fightful Wrestling Roundtable coming to you every month on Fightful Pro Wrestling. Today we've got another all-star lineup, Kenny McIntosh of Inside the Ropes, Izzy, better known as Izzy Mania, and Wrestling Observer Newsletter's own Andrew Zarian. Now, we had a few little technical hiccups, so... We're going to dive right in to our first topic, discussing what we would like to see Sasha Banks and Naomi do next, whether that's WWE, AEW, movies, just sort of breaking down all the options for these two talented women.
3: I don't want to see her have to kind of continuously take sabbaticals for different reasons if it's something that's detrimental to her health. Izzy?
4: I really think... For both Sasha and Naomi, I think they are two talented women. So they can pretty much go wherever they want and do whatever they want. I know it doesn't have to be inside the pro wrestling world as much as I would love to see Sasha and Naomi back in the ring because they are two great pro wrestlers. You know, Sasha has that acting career. We saw her in the Mandalorian and she did a great job. And we see a lot of people who dabble into the Star Wars universe and that's where they stay for the rest of their career. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think that's, a really good spot for her. But like I said, she can pretty much go wherever she wants. Um, As for for Naomi, um, you know, she has that dancing career with her. You know, there's, like I said, there's so much for both of them that they can do. I see so much potential um, wherever they end up, whether it is an AEW or it's with another company or it's outside the pro wrestling world. I think they're really gonna take whatever industry they're gonna go into by storm.
2: Andrew?
5: Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of uncertainty whether or not you know if Naomi goes or Sasha goes to AEW, and, and if it's a better run than what WWE was able to do. I, I listen. I hear all the criticism uh, from Sasha fans, especially right Sasha and Naomi fans. But but let's if I'm gonna focus it in, a lot of Sasha fans uh, they feel frustrated on how she's presented on TV. She's there for a while. She's not there for a while. They put her in a tag. Um, frustration makes people do some crazy things, whether or not this is the best decision for them. I don't know. I don't know what the best decision for them is. You know, they were both in a key program. They were tag champions. Uh, they were facing the individual uh, women's world champions at the pay-per-view. You know, they were, they felt unheard. They felt unappreciated and they walked out. I, I don't think they did the wrong thing. I you know, I'm a big believer on however you feel, whatever makes you happy that's what you should do. I don't know if if them showing up on AEW TV is going to be the answer to solve, you know, whatever frustration they have with WWE. It could. It could be great. They'll have a great time, but maybe not. Um, You know, maybe an unpopular opinion. I kind of like them in WWE. I thought they were an asset for sure for their division. Uh, They they were both tremendous athletes. I, I think they would... They would muster better in WWE than they would right now showing up in AEW
2: with, you know, the uncertainty over there with their booking right currently. What do we think? I'm going to focus in for Sa- on Sasha just for a second because I feel like there is a-, a little more to work with in terms of, like, what we know about her and other pursuits. Do you think The Mandalorian was more a consequence of her ability and desire to branch out as an actress or was it more the wwe tie like how much success do we think sasha is going to have in hollywood if that's the pursuit she's passionate about without the wwe vehicle behind her
5: i I would uh, it depends it depends on her management team her agents you know uh she's very talented i you know from people that i know that were on that set for the mandalorian they said that she was very easy to work with she was very appreciative she was just fantastic all positive stuff uh i you know acting is a very different beast but some people make it and they're able to do tremendous things we've seen that happen uh i i i don't know if it was wwe that got her that no I, I don't think I, I it, can't was, remember I mean, it was but i mean can
2: you can she make is she in a position to get significant acting roles if she's not wwe superstar Sasha Banks I think yeah,
3: there, is, there, is, there is definitely some... I mean, if you look at... This is a different situation, but if you look at Sable in China in the late 90s when they left, they weren't able to capitalise on what they had when they were Sable in China because they couldn't use the name or whatever. But I think the difference with Sasha is that I think that she... I think it's a different time now, and I think people are more aware, and I think that she's clever enough and smart enough if you ever see her do interviews, She she would make it work. You know, she's not someone who's just going to sit back and just think opportunities are automatically going to come her way. She's going to work for it. Um, Whether it's in wrestling or out wrestling, I think in wrestling, she still has a point to prove in her own mind, wherever she goes, whatever she does. But like as he said, if she was to go over to, you know, do more Star Wars stuff, she could do that forever. Um, I'm not worried about her in terms of Mm -hmm. getting opportunities. I think she's going to be fine. But I, I do think the initial opportunity she got, part of her being in WWE had to be, A reason right because that's where she was a big star
2: yeah we have someone in the comments section saying it was actually the hot ones appearance she did but you know she got that as a wwe superstar so i feel like there's still a tie in izzy did you have anything you wanted to add to this
4: yeah i you know if the if her being a wwe superstar didn't get her the role with the Mandalorian, if like that wasn't the main reason like that, oh, Sasha Banks is a WWE superstar, it's just her, then I think she's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Like I said, wherever she goes, whatever she does, I think she's really going to make some waves. Um, I like, I I really believe she's going to pursue the acting career um, because I think there is a lot there for her. And like I said, like, I have seen so many, like, people who have gone into the Star Wars universe, and, like, that's where they stay, and, like, I'm one of those people who are, like, looking at, like, the convention websites, and it's like, oh, my God, I watched them on Star Wars, and so, like, I could see her being on that type of website, and, you know, being at the conventions, and going to the Star Wars celebration, whatever, like, I think that's, that might be her place, but, you know, like I said, I think she'll be great. She's so talented to pretty much do whatever. I was even thinking she could launch her own brand, possibly, you know, whether that's makeup or hair, whatever that is. I think legit she can do. There's a lot of options for her for sure.
2: Okay. Last thing on this before we move on for both Sasha and Naomi, you know, we hear people talking about, Oh, well, you know, it'd be great to see them ply their trade and stardom or a big coup for impact. We've seen this with other major WWE superstars, Once they leave, sometimes the asking price is too high. Can we see a world where if Sasha and Naomi wrestle outside of WWE, that realistically it would be anywhere but AEW? As far as financially goes, uh, you know,
5: both of them are very well-paid, popular, uh, you know, wrestlers in that company. I I don't know what AEW's budgeting is right now for contracts because, you know, we've seen them grab everybody possibly that they could uh i don't or maybe it's not even about getting that kind of money maybe Mm -hmm. it's about your happiness i think for for sasha's case you know if if she feels and from what everybody and this isn't anything i know or was told but i think it's anybody You're, you're a performer you put all this time in your work you make it to the big leagues right you go to wwe you become i don't know if she's a millionaire let's say she's a millionaire i would assume she is uh, you become this big giant star, but at one point, you know, she's passionate about pro wrestling. She's oh, not no doubt. passionate about being just the WWE superstar and just taking a paycheck and going home. So I think that she could definitely go to AEW for less money, maybe in some sort of scenario and, and put on some unbelievable matches. I just feel I, I, I feel this is a very WWE's handling of this is the bigger story for me. Oh, certainly. Because uh, this was a, a dropped ball. For sure, and you know some of this stuff. Maybe it's maybe maybe they dropped the ball because they were too distracted with the Vince scenario. Uh, there's, there's a lot of moving parts. I can't imagine how they could let both of them leave the company like that. Bad optics.
2: Agreed, fully agree. I mean, let's let me talk. I mean, no, no, talk about. I've never been as uncomfortable as watching Michael Cole have to sit there and sort of like tear Naomi oh my and Sasha just. Just icky. And uh, thank God they didn't make poor Pat McAfee do that one. Uh, guys, let's move on. And before you ask, I'm not dying. I just, I reset the stream and it, my my white balance is all out of order. I'm alive. <laughs> In fact, having talked to, both, to everyone here other than Izzy, I'm perhaps the most alive, really, truly. Uh, <laughs> topic. Speaking of people who are worse for wear, though, let's talk about the AEW roster. I mean... You know forbidden door was a fantastic event but going into it and coming out of it it was very clear that there's a lot of people they wanted on that show that were not present uh you know at no fault of their own cm punk getting injured very shortly after capturing the world title from hank Man page brian danielson is out for a period of time it's just people are adam cole like people kenny omega's still not back yet the aw roster is dropping like flies uh this is kind of a two-part question the first thing i'd like to tackle in spite of all this, how well do we think AEW has been pivoting and sort of managing to work around these? Like, let's give it a on a you know scale of one to five. We'll start with Izzy. How happy are you with what AEW's managed to put together considering all the injuries that they've had kind of fall on their lap?
4: Yeah, I think personally I think they have done a great job. It is not easy to continue to put on a great show week after week with some of your main pillars gone due to injury it's not easy and I applaud AEW for being able to put on a great show every Wednesday like I still tune tune in I love CM Punk I love Adam Cole they're currently not on AEW anymore but I'm still tuning in and having a great time watching the show um I think now is the time for more of the younger stars in AEW to really step up and we have seen that um for the past few weeks um and I'm not saying that, oh, they haven't been in the spotlight because of the main, the main pillars, they've been there. I'm just saying, like, this is a really good time to start showcasing them and shining the spotlight on those younger stars we see in AEW.
5: Andrew? Uh, I, I would, like, if I'm going to rank it out of five, I would say they've done a pretty good job. I would say four, four and a half uh, star, I guess. I have to. You know, this I is part of the date. deal with The Observer. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I have to compare everything to star ratings. That's just in the contract. So when my wife makes dinner, it's a star rating. When I make dinner, she has to give me a star rating. That's just how it works. Uh, I, I think they've done a good job. Now, here's the big problem here, though. Right? These are all very highly recognizable names, uh, especially you know a a Brian Danielson, a CM Punk. Uh, those are those are huge, casual wrestling fan names that they would recognize I think same thing for Kenny you know maybe maybe a little less because Kenny was not in WWE but they've done a tremendous job at pivoting and trying new things and giving people uh like Takeshita right
2: perfect example
5: Uh, I mean uh, that guy is uh, I mean by all accounts unless something terrible happens that guy is a future future top tier star in, in professional wrestling maybe not AEW maybe not WWE but definitely uh, you know, maybe in Noah, maybe in New Japan. Uh, this guy has it. There's something very special about him. They also did a great job at featuring Clark Connors on that New Japan uh, joint show, which a lot of people were surprised how good that match turned out. I, 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 I think they've done a good job at pivoting, but you're going to run out of those pivots. <laughs> you can only pivot so long. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what those rating the rating is for tomorrow because that match, that show is a is pretty much on Eddie Kingston and and. Jericho to, to bring in a million or view million or plus uh viewership. I, I they definitely have taken a hit, but I don't think it's as detrimental as some people would you know hope it is, I guess if you're a detractor of theirs.
3: Kenny. Um I feel like because I'm not gonna be as positive that I said like a Debbie Downer now, but I'm really not on this okay. one. Like I think they have done a good job. I would give it a three, to be honest with you, because I think one of the things I've struggled with a little bit with AEW programming is the amount of different people that come in and out, and it's, it's kind of a bit all over the place sometimes with New Japan people coming in and then they're gone. Then if one guy gets pushed for a week and then he's away for three weeks, it's kind of, you know, touch and go. To me, Adam Page, why is he not in a more prominent position? Why is he not doing more on the show? I think he's, a, he's someone who absolutely should be doing more. Darby Allen, I'd love to see him featured a little bit more.
1: This is the story of The Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently
3: so i think that hopefully coming out of this by having these people out they can focus on other people but i think you know for the amount of injuries they've had to deal with um the fact that you know as as he said every week it's still a stacked show you know regardless of whether it's new people or current people um i think they, yeah they can definitely hold their heads high that they've they've done a decent job with it.
2: yeah i think um I, I definitely agree with you kenny i think early iteration of aew did a better job of telling a select number of stories over a few months before cycling people in and out i don't know if it's because of the injuries they've been forced to sort of scrap a lot of planned storylines and pivot suddenly maybe that's why it feels so disjointed but i agree especially trying to sort of give ring of honor enough promotion ahead of their next pay-per-view there's a lot going on but if you ask me like what's the what are the three biggest storylines happening right now I mean, Chris uh Christian Cage Jungle Boy comes to mind, but Jungle Boy is, hasn't been there for weeks. Obviously, as part of the story, it makes sense, but you know we're kind of waiting for that. Otherwise, Where, I guess you say, yeah, is
3: MJF coming back? Are we going to get you know? Because it feels like with that storyline, it was so hot when he did that promo in June first, and now it's just starting to, you know, it's starting to dip. The momentum's starting to go. So I'm hoping that he's going to come back so soon. Do, and do
2: you? So are you not in favor of the long, long play here with MJF?
3: I just don't know if people... I, I, th- I think people are still going to go nuts for it when he comes back and does something, but I think especially now when you have all these injuries, it's a perfect time to, to do something with MJF, even if it's him front row with a ticket, you know, being smarmy or whatever. I think there's a way to do something with him to make him part of the show. All right. Guys,
2: I know we're a little short on time despite the late start. I'm very sorry for that. So let's get on to topic number three. I'll try and wrap up with some quick Q&A. If you guys have any questions, please leave them in the Super Chat. Make sure to make up for with the next roundtable will go extra long. But just perfect time. Throw those in Super Chat. We'll get to those right after we talk about this. Uh, Ric Flair's last match. I have an interview with Conrad Thompson probably coming out like a day or two before we close out StarCast with what I think is shaped up to be, honestly, a really, really great card. Um, there is still some trepidation over Ric Flair getting back into the ring, especially after, what did we just find out he's dealing with? Plantar fasciitis? Can't even tell you what that means. I just know it's a thing and it's got people concerned. Um, I talked to Conrad Thompson and giving a little bit of teaser for that interview that is coming out. Uh, you know, keep in mind, they are not only longtime friends. They are at this point related through marriage. Um, and Conrad sort of framed it as, it really upset him to see what Ric Flair's actual last match was and that a lot of these retired legends don't get the proper sendoff that they deserve. He frames this as what he hopes will become a trend where Starcast and his functions can sort of serve as a proper farewell for legends who may not have gotten their fair shake without hearing his words for themselves. Does that give you any more comfort than you had going in? And in general, how do you feel about the way they've announced it? Andrew, we'll start with you.
5: Um, I don't have as as much of an issue with him wrestling as, as a lot of other people do. I, the guy, I mean, I, I think in interviews, uh, I heard him say that, you know, he has doctors that have been screening, screening him throughout this entire process. You know, and this is a guy that's been training for months and months and months with this he has a pacemaker which is a little concerning uh but uh you know if they do it the right way it's a tag match he's only in there a couple minutes and people get that big moment that big send-off moment uh afterwards i i I think a lot of people are gonna go it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be a five-star match again see star ratings it doesn't have to be a (laughs) five-star match to make people happy i think if you get something a lot of fun that's fun uh, you're going to get it. And listen, you got Jarrett there. You got Jay Lethal mm-hmm. and you got uh, and, and you got Andrade to carry that whole thing. Make this into a hot tag moment. Flair comes in, does woo, 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 chop, 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 and puts a figure four and, you know, yeah. does a couple things. I think they could do it perfectly, but it it really depends. You know, I don't, I don't know if we're going to just get a hot tag. I think he's going to, you know, bleed all over the place. He's going to try something. I really don't want him to do that buckle flip, you know, the turnbuckle flip that he hasn't been able to do for a long time. Uh you know he it's Rick I I think he'll get through it I I I hope there's no there's no major problems for anybody in that match uh but I I you know sometimes you got to you got to think you know maybe they know what they're doing Conrad's not a dumb guy this guy is a total pro he's a business I mean everything is everything he's touched has has turned to gold really so I think he has enough foresight in having his father-in-law in that match to know that he's going to be protected and he, he's fine to, to do the match. I don't think Conrad would put him in there uh, if he had, you know, a major, major problem. By the way, that, that, that thing that he has, um, it's the band. It's an inflammation on the heel.
2: They, I didn't know this. It's called policeman, policeman's heel also. So the strut might be affected as well. The strut saying. might
3: be affected, yeah.
2: Oh, no. Uh, Kenny.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I understand why some people might not be thrilled at the prospect of him wrestling, but I mean, you know, I don't, like Andrew said, I don't think Conrad's putting him in this scenario and if he's fearful for him, you know, he's been training for months. I'm sure it's been checked out. Um, I think it's cool that he's going to get this send-off. You know, Kurt Angle's last match was with Baron Corbin. So, yeah. you know, I can understand why some people want to have a better moment. And if, and if this now becomes a new thing where Conrad can have a legend have their last match in this environment you know why not like rick flair's done tons of the wrestling industry people love him um and i think everyone who goes to the event or buys it is going to be somebody who wants to see it so i think that they'll be in good hands and the tag match the, the angle they did with with jarrett was tremendous i thought it was really really clever so uh yeah i'm excited to see what happened excited and slightly terrified to see what he's going to do is he
4: You know, this, I I don't know why, but this topic means, like, like, I don't, like, it has, like, some sort of a special meaning to me because, you know, I've seen the comments about Ric Flair having his last match. And in a way, like, I have kind of gone through what he's been through where people are like, you shouldn't have a match. Because I had my first match when I was 10. So, like, I will never forget the comments that I've received. So I, like... For me, and this is how I went into my match, and this is what I think we should really consider and put into consideration is that if the trainers are fine with it, if the promoters are fine with it, if the people that are going to be in the match are fine with it, then I I don't see a problem with it. I'm sure Rick has gone to his doctors several times to make sure that he's okay to wrestle one last match, so... Like I said, I don't think there's an issue with the match. I think everybody in this match, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Andrade, I think they're going to put on a phenomenal match. It's going to be something that we're never going to forget. I mean, did we think five years ago that we're going to see Ric Flair's last match? I mean, at least I didn't. Like, this is kind of cool for me. Like, I grew up watching Ric Flair, and I, like, I admire him. And I was like, wow, I'm excited to see his last match. This is exciting. Is it going to be scary a little bit? Yes. I don't want to see Ric Flair get hurt, but I think it's going to be something that we're never going to forget. And like I said, if, if everybody if everybody involved in this match is okay with it, then I think Ric Flair, he's going to be okay.
2: Ric Flair and Izzy, brothers and sisters in arms in the pro wrestling <laughs> ring. Who would have thought? We,
3: should, yeah, we, we, should. Can,
4: we can relate in a way. <laughs>
3: We should break the news to Andrew. Andrew, I don't think Flair's match is going to hit five stars. I think you should no, just no, no. count I, I, I I it? Oh, no, I'm not even... six no, and a half on even...
5: emotions, my man. Six and a half on emotions, yes. It's a six and a half star emotion match. Okay. But as
2: far as in-ring goes, I have no idea. I don't know what to expect. Okay, guys, <laughs> I know we got to get out of here. So we're going to do one Q&A, and we'll wrap up, if that's okay, with the three of you. Um just very quickly though I can't go without this. We got to throw it to my man Sean Ross Sap for about a minute so he can tantalize the sweaty glands of your guilty juices or whatever.
0: <laughs> Starcast 5 looks to be the biggest yet July 29th through 31st in Nashville, Tennessee at the Fairgrounds, capped off by an insane card Underneath Ric Flair's last match. You got the Briscoes versus Von Erichs, Motor City Machine Guns versus the Wolves. You've got Rachel Ellering, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace in a three-way knockouts match. Impact champion Josh Alexander defending against Jacob Batu. Killer Cross and Harry Smith in a rematch of their great Bloodsport match. You got Clark Connors uh, against Ren Narita. You got Ray Phoenix, Bandito Taurus, Laredo Kid in a four-way match. And then Ric Flair's final match. And that's in addition to the great panels. They're reuniting the Talking Smack team of Renee Paquette for sessions with Brian Danielson. You've got Soraya turning the page, the last ride of the Four Horsemen, and Bret Hart talking about that historic British Bulldog SummerSlam match 30 years later. If you're going to be in Nashville, head over to StarCast.com for more information on StarCast tickets, meet and greets, and last match tickets. But just because you're not there doesn't mean you don't have to miss the action. Uh, Rick Flair's You can pre order the event. You can watch the incredible docu-series, Ric Flair, The Last Match, with new episodes every Monday at
2: 6.05 p.m.
0: StarCast
2: 5. Thank you, Sean. I could not hear you, but I know it's about StarCast. I know it's going to be great. All right, let's finish on this super chat from Daniel R. And we'll get out of here, guys. I'll just probably throw it to one of you. Uh, Two questions. What is next for Hangman? Kenny, since you were the most upset, about the way I anything mean, would be
3: better than what he's doing now like the guy was the world champion he wasn't in the battle royal now he's just not he put him in a match with moxley in a big dynamite episode and in a title match that's what he needs to be doing next
2: all right and we will leave this one with Star- andrew ah starcast all right we'll leave this one with andrew just watching a few matches of cesaro's claudio's never wwe champion why why did the wwe never go all in on cesaro
5: uh they they didn't think he's a good promo were they right uh I mean is he a promo like a like a like a Paul Heyman and uh no absolutely not but I, I I don't I don't think you need to be a great promo to be a world champion I think you need to just have have it whatever it is he has it but he doesn't he he wasn't a uh a promo guy I I guess and they 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 pushed him. They pulled him back. They pushed him. They pulled him back. Uh, it, it got, you know, unfortunately, he, di- he wasn't going to be the man in that company. I think we, we, we could kind of assume, like, what they look for. And it wasn't Cesaro, unfortunately. But I think he's going to have an unbelievable run on the Indies and, and in AEW for the next, uh, you know, however long. Or, or Ring of Honor,
2: right? He's facing the champion. Well, you mentioned that he's no Paul Heyman on the mic. Almost like they could have maybe paired the two. That could have been something very special. But I guess Amazing, we, yeah. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Okay, guys, we got to get out of here. I'm so sorry for the late start for the short length. We will make it up to you, promise. We'll be back soon with another stacked lineup. Let's give everyone their flowers We got them out of here. Kenny, please tell everyone where they can find you, my man
3: uh there's uh, loads we've got a magazine that's in some barnes and nobles in the states uh, inside the ropes magazine.com we've got a youtube channel we do loads of interviews youtube.com forward slash inside the ropes and we've got a news site that is not trying to compete with fight folks we're all friends itrwrestling.com don't go there izzy
4: <laughs> you guys can find me pretty much everywhere twitter instagram youtube and now on tiktok um for twitter instagram and youtube it is it's Izzymania, mania and then just for tiktok it's just izzy mania you can shop my pro wrestling tees and then you can also shop homage.com where they also sell the izzy mania t-shirt so yeah thanks for having me on
2: izzy future pro wrestling current and future star as we all age <laughs> out and she takes over the tiktok sphere andrew zarian please tell everyone where they can see your good work my man uh,
5: wrestling observer live every sunday i host on uh for wrestling observer i do Matt men on there uh, i do i do rich my my co host of like 25 years in, in life we've been we've been co-hosting this show for like ever <laughs> and uh and uh, we're live pal with garrick Gonzalez. i do it on tuesdays everything over
2: at f4w com. boom look at that guys when I'm not here once a month for Fightful I am competing with them. So please go over to Shack Wrestling Check out my interviews Just dropped a great one with Bill Goldberg Some other ones to check out The Undertaker, Tony Khan, Malachi Black, Wardlow, Eddie Kingston All come to mind We'll have Liv Morgan this Saturday Ahead of next week's SummerSlam Please make sure you subscribe to Fightful Support all the amazing things they're doing Not just on their own But getting everyone involved Some good blood, you know We really are the forbidden door of pro wrestling media